and welcome to this podcast. You're here with me, Laura Horton. And I'm Michael Bentley and hello and a Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Michael is delighted as it is the beginning of December and Michael can now go Christmas crazy, can't you, Mike? <laughs> I love Christmas. <laughs> Although it's one of those seasons where it's so busy for everybody for such a variety of reasons, isn't it? So it, it's almost, it, it's a really pressured cooker sort of a, a, a time, which is full of joy and lots of extra things that we enjoy doing. And then it's like, oh, I've got so much to do. Yeah, exactly. And that really sort of, you know, our, our conversations, um, our conversations, sorry, our, con our conversations today really are going to be about time because that's what our questions have been about this month. And you know, time is such a such a big thing. And you're right, you know, we do end up doing additional things, don't we? I mean, I don't know about you, but it's trying to organise Christmas get togethers with people, isn't it? And social events as well. Well, I think uh, there's two main uh, things that people are talking about right now, isn't there? People are talking about Christmas and also people, of course, are talking about Brexit. So yes. those are the two sort of like concerns that, that, that people have at the moment. Yeah. So let's just clarify the questions we've got today then are around time. So first of all, we've got a question which is about, um, I'm not sure if this has come from an owner or a manager, but the question is, should we be paying our team for their time off over Christmas um, or is it unpaid? What do we do? The next questions, we've had one from an owner and one from a manager. So two separate questions, basically completely um the manager states she's completely overwhelmed. The owner um, has also said, and why am I in the same situation every year? What tips can you give me? <laughs> so it must be quite frustrating if it's the same every year. So, you know, he's really busy. Um, he's been working at the weekend doing admin, that type of thing. And then we've had a question about Christmas bonuses as well. So and I, I have a question through too, uh, which is to do with um, what are your thoughts about how Brexit's going to affect dentistry next year? So we can give a, a couple of thoughts. <laughs> we'll give you a couple of thoughts. Not that we've got magic balls, but we'll give you a couple of thoughts. Well, I'll yeah. give you my thoughts anyway. Yeah, definitely happy to share our opinions. I was discussing it with uh, a client the other day over, over a few email exchanges. We were both having a little bit of a you know putting the world to rights okay so let's answer um let's really focus on this one so should we be paying our team for time off over christmas or is it unpaid i would just really like to uh start here by saying that this really should have been sorted by now and actually this should have been sorted at the beginning of the year and it all depends on what's in your contract now obviously bank holidays christmas day boxing day new year's day their bank holidays obviously you're going to pay your employed staff for those days but for me this question is obviously relating around time in between christmas and new year that's what it sounds like so this really should have been sorted a long time ago and it's all about your contracts isn't it michael yeah it's all about contracts and i think there's a lot of things about christmas that come into play that is different from every other time of year one of those other things of course is that actually practices are running emergency services only they're actually opening their practice for a limited amount of hours so if somebody has booked a day's holiday for an example and they work eight hours on that day and the clinic's only open for three hours and that another person comes in and does that day do they get paid for the other five hours that they don't work yeah you know the practice closed 
um, for a shorter period of time. You've got to make things uh, uh, crystal clear, really. And all I want to do here as actually is just remind everybody that you don't want a grievance around Christmas that it's unfair for people. So you've got whatever system you decide to do for Christmas and whether you decide to do an ad hoc system this time, because you know there are things to prepare for for next Christmas, then that's fine. You know, we've all been in positions where things haven't quite happened as they're supposed to and you need to put a different system in place. So what I would recommend that you do is, first of all, you look at the resource that you need um, pretty much from it falls a bit weirdly this year, doesn't it? Because Christmas yeah. is on a Tuesday, I think. Is that right? And yeah. New Year's Christmas Day is on a Monday. Yeah, so Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve are both on Mondays. We haven't got long weekends. It, it, you know, people have got to sort of work, you know, in between those uh, periods. And you've got a couple of days, of course, after a Christmas, which will be the Thursday and Friday. So you need to look at the resource that the practice needs. That's that's first and foremost. And once you've ascertained what the practice needs, then you need to go to the team and say, right, you know, this is the position where we are. Because I know the other question that I've received uh, this week from practice, which is what happens when the staff, some people have got holidays left to take and other people haven't. You know, that's another system, isn't it, that goes by that, oh, actually, you know, just found out, shock, horror, surprise, that somebody's got 15 days holiday yet to take. Um, that that actually uh, was a practice discussed that with me and was like, like, I can't believe they've got that much annual leave to take. And that's another problem that does happen. So you've got to really look at who's got annual leave left, um, what, what resource, you know, the practice actually needs. And then, you know, for those people that got a holiday left, I would say that they have to take priority and whether you agree with that Laura but you know if people have got holiday left then they they need to be taking that holiday before you start giving permission and paid time out yeah um, absolutely. and then once once you've you know covered that part um then you need to look at you know whether or not the you've got enough staff to to resource the practice if you haven't um then you th then you need to be asking you know staff whether or not they'd be willing to you know to, to to come in and fulfill the contract that they want to do well they've got to come in and fulfill the contract they want to do before that you actually start giving permission and pay time out um because they don't actually want to do christmas eve or they don't actually want to do uh new year's eve um if it's contracted that they do do those days and they haven't got any annual leave left then actually you can say no you've actually got to come in and do that day that's fully in your rights to do that even though the day is christmas eve or christmas eve eve even um you you're fully in your rights to say no it's you know it's annual leave that's allocated first and then you know if there's opportunity for you not to be here and this the, you know the practice can still run without you then we'll grant permission and paid but if you are going to grant permission and paid, you've got to make sure that it's fair for everybody. So if you're going to grant, you know, one person permission and paid, then you need to be granting everybody or be able to grant everybody else permission and paid. You will have some staff members that don't want permission and paid. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, so you just need to be really clear that, you know, people have agreed verbally to you and a good way of doing this is in a one-to-one -one meeting to actually discuss you know what the resource that you actually need for christmas where you actually are with your holiday entitlement um did you want do you want any permission and paid if any is available and if so how many hours you know do you want 
and then once you understand where everybody's you know situation lies then you can start to make managerial decisions uh, from there but don't knee jerk into them these yeah. are areas now where people get excited about Christmas or start to get stressed about Christmas and suddenly you launch into the office I'm sure it's happened to you Laura because it definitely has happened to me and like I need an emergency day off because I haven't done my Christmas shopping and I haven't done the gift wrapping and I haven't sorted this and I suddenly need to go out and uh, you know and uh, go to an activity play and you know and all these type of things that um, are thrown at you at last minute and that's another good area as well if you've got um, people that want to go and see nativity plays obviously as a person I would definitely want to support everybody with that but if you support one you've got to support them all mm. it's not a case of one can go and one can't you've got to then be able to support everybody because otherwise you are going to get a grievance because you know you've treated one person differently from somebody else the difference is here if somebody's been organised enough to utilise their holiday allowance and they've booked their day off in advance in the holiday system and it's for their nativity, then you don't have to grant everybody's nativities if you're not able to from a practice resource point of view. But you've got to be crystal clear here with actually what you're doing. Um, and if you are allowing staff to come in and do a few hours but get paid for the full day because it's in between Christmas and New Year, I know many practices that did that, you know, do that. I did that in my practice as well. But it was crystal clear with every staff member, yeah, that if you came in over Christmas and we only asked you to do four and a half hours, you were paid for a full day. It was the same for everybody. There was mm. no difference. And that, and we also made sure that our days were the same. So nobody did more more or less than anybody else. So, you know, we just chose, we'll do five hours on, you know, the 28th, the 29th, the 30th, New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, so that it was fair for everybody. And then we used to do rotors. Now we used to have two different systems for Christmas. And I would recommend that you do a voting system um, for the staff, which is either the two systems that seem to work in practice are number one, you can um, have one year that you do Christmas and the next year that you don't. Yeah. And then you go into two teams for that. And then if somebody leaves, uh, then the vacancy on that team, will, be, the new person will be uh, put into their vacancy spot, if that makes sense. The other way of doing it is that everybody works one day over Christmas so you all come in and do one day if you've got a small a smaller pool of staff it might be that everybody has to come in and do two days you know over Christmas so again that it's fair for everybody but again the days that you don't work will be either part of the holiday allowance or permission unpaid whichever you decide works for the practice. I don't know many practice owners that pay staff for having Christmas off. I think that's very much an older um, policy that used to happen probably 10, 20 years ago. Have you yeah, got any more to that? No, it is definitely something that is would be very old school if someone was doing that. And I think, you know, so be transparent, be clear. And as soon as you are back in January, the most proactive practice managers at that point will then look and say, OK, next year, these are the number of holiday days you're going to need to take over Christmas. So therefore, your holiday allowance for the rest of the year is X number of days. So please be really proactive with it and get it sorted early. You know, it's beginning of December, the first working week of December right now. And, you know, it's a 
added stress to get this sorted at this point in time. So make changes for next year so you're a bit more proactive. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're contra if you are a practice that do close over Christmas, because there are some practices that do, aren't there, Laura? Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you are one of those practices that does need to be in the contract that yeah. you're your holiday allowance is because we close um you know over christmas because some people still close their practice over the summer as well for a week so that would yeah. be another week that would be uh you know actually part of that contractual arrangement as well as long as you've got you've got it in your contracts and it clearly states we close down here you know we close down at christmas then that actually is fair for everybody they know where they stand um and you'll have no grievances brought to your attention um if you follow those rules so let's talk about time then as we just said this is uh, you know it's an added thing added hassle if you've not got it organized it's another pressure on the managers and owners right now and as we've had a couple of questions about time management uh, I think it's really important for us just to share some tips with you to help those of you who are feeling overwhelmed at the moment to get yourself into a better place and a better place quite quickly as well and <coughs> With our, our coaching clients, we have scheduled phone calls every month um, to support our clients and obviously if they need help in between their call. And last week there were some coaching call sessions and that's where I was really stressing to um, a practice that their time management grids that, that, that we use, that they are up to date and that actually they've been really realistic with everything, that they're starting to move things into January and the reason for that we've just got to remind yourselves here that December is a short month it really is a short month anyway you know it's your time is essentially cut in half I think if you look at it like that that gives you a bit of a better perspective and you do need to start looking through now I am mad about time management it's something that I love to teach and share my tips with on our management course but I think for those of you that are overwhelmed at this point in time you need to go back to using the if you've, if you've ever used it or if you haven't the Stephen Covey time matrix would just be perfect for those people right now who are struggling with time management because he's got four areas within that and this is where you now need to be looking and the, the two of the areas are important and urgent that's one area what's important and urgent now when I'm teaching time management I'm always saying to the delegates and clients we don't want anything in that category that's actually a crisis that's a you know a burning building for example and then we've got things that are important but not urgent and I think you need to get this grid there are four areas in total you can get it off the internet just google it and start looking and creating lists in these four total areas and then all you need to focus on for December are things that are in these top two important and urgent important but not urgent even some things in important but not urgent you might be able to bump into January I think you need to be really realistic with time and don't feel overwhelmed and I think my last tip on this um really would be for practice managers and practice owners help each other out a bit here sit down and look at each other's lists because sometimes we can't see the wood for the trees can we so if you get to look at each other's list you can say well why is why is that in important and urgent that that's not a priority that's not important you may have as managers and owners you may have miscommunicated 
deadlines and priorities to each other as well. So, you know, by sharing what you've got down as your projects will really, really help you. I was going through a practice manager's uh, list uh, a few weeks ago and I found some things on there where I'm like, I don't even understand why these are in your important to do in the next couple of day category. And, um, you, you know, and it was really helpful for that manager for me to be saying well, they don't need to be there. You're not prioritizing correctly. And prioritization is just a massive thing in itself. And that's actually, I would say, one of the areas that most people get wrong. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, I would agree with everything you've said there. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it is about prioritizing things, isn't it? And actually realizing that it's not a good time of the year to think about big projects. Yeah. Uh, the staff aren't in the right mindset either to be taking a lot on board. So if you're doing big compliance audits in this month, you're doing appraisals, anything that's like a bigger job, this is not the month to be doing it in. You know, this is the month to be finishing all of the dentistry that you can be doing. You know, it's normally like, you know, the labs finish you know, earlier as well. So it's about getting the work through, making sure that, you know, the appointment diary is running as effective as possible, because as you've just said, you're cutting it in half. And for most practice as well, you're cutting the amount of opportunity for uh, good investment within the practices in a short space of time as well. We used to try and make all our money by the 15th of December, because pretty much after that, you know, it, it it's a little bit of loose ends really isn't it and emergencies so you're not going to take a lot of money you know through the through the last latter part of December so it is making sure really that you can fully concentrate on that part of of the business yes if you're launching a brand new campaign in January from a marketing perspective that is something that you can concentrate on in December make sure that you know things are in line there's many practices that you know start the new year with a bang so you do need to make sure that you know those those things are in place and I would actually I mean, this is what I used to do in practice. I used to work everybody really hard until about the 15th, 16th of December. And then I used to quietly ease the practice down as well so that everybody went, ho went home for Christmas de-stressed because that's quite a good thing, isn't it? You know, for everybody's well-being and mental health so that when you come back in January, that absolutely everybody's flying off, you know, the cylinders really you know you know all guns blazing isn't it and that's what you want isn't it you want people coming back you know feeling like you know that they've had a great christmas that they've eased down and actually then they're ready to you know come with you um, and you know have things organized so as managers you know if you've got opportunities or a little bit of time to start organizing things for january then start doing that but if you haven't don't worry you've got to do yeah. payroll early most people will do an early payroll don't they for december you know paying staff before christmas things like that there's i, I would write a list of things that you like you said you've got to get done and once you've done those, chill a bit, really. Yeah. You know. And I would just like to add here to all of the dentists, please be strong. When patients are asking you to complete treatments before Christmas, if you do not have the space in your diary, the answer is no. If your labs are shut, most of the labs will not be accepting any more lab work from you by the end of this week it's usually the the 7th 8th so this friday is the 7th so that is it you shouldn't really be having any more preps 
uh, in your diaries. If you're a seric practice, be strong. If you haven't got the room, you can't fit the patient in. And I say this because I just last week, a, um, a practice manager said to me, oh, we're getting ever so stressed out trying to fit patients in before Christmas. And I said, why? And they responded with the um, the orthodontist. All the children are saying, oh, please, can I have my braces off for Christmas? And guess what the orthodontist is saying? The orthodontist is saying yes, because they're a very nice person. But the answer should be no. I haven't got any space in my diary or you're not ready or whatever it might be. So dentists, don't you know, let the patients control you and your books. If you can't do lab work, you can't do lab work. If you haven't got the space, you haven't got the space. Uh, and just say to people, we will be booking you in January. We'll pop you on a cancellation list if anyone you know, does need to amend an appointment, we'll bring you forward. Happy days. Just be strong, strong, strong dentist. Don't cause additional stress to your team. <laughs> yeah, and days fall apart as well. I think this is the other thing that we have. You know, you've got to be, you know, mentioning strong. Um, you've also got to be strong, haven't you, in your cancellation policies as well. Yeah. Because, you know, if patients are booking appointments in December, even if it's for a recall examination, you know, at the end of the day, the patient has booked that in for December. So, yes, things can be happening in their lives, but you do need to be sticking, you know, to your cancellation policies and procedures that you can listen to on other podcasts that we've done. Um, but you do need to be strong in that area as well, because that's where the desks get pulled, isn't it? Trying yeah. to you know, squeeze people in, which is one of the things that we talk about on Reception Live, um, and actually being overwhelmed by people trying to cancel. So I think this this time of year, you've got a bit of that as well, haven't you? You know, um, and of course, you know, you do need to communicate to the patients as well. If you see anything in your area, you know, Christmas roadworks that have, you know, uh, that have come up, you know, parking's a little bit more difficult, remind your patients to, to, to you know, make a bit more time to come to appointments. Yeah, they're not going to park as easily because actually, you know, the shops are really busy and, you know, the normal parking space they park in is not available because, you know what I mean? Just be thinking ahead a little bit, Absolutely. you know, add it into your text messages, add it onto Facebook, you know, um, add it onto Instagram, wh whatever, you know, the way that you're communicating to, to, to patients. The last little tip I've got for you, and, and uh, this is giving practice something to do now, against really, but, you know, just to send, um, you know, a thank you newsletter, you know, not dentistry related, but just a thank you from the team or you've been on your social evening, you've got a couple of photographs, just a, a quick email to your patients if they obviously have chosen to be emailed, you know, as, as a small update, you know, practices like that, you know, a Merry Christmas from the practice on your, you know, social media pages, you know, with your opening hours, things like that would be a nice thing. I don't mean a newsletter about, you know, what's coming up. Just simply, you know, thank you very much for your custom this year. You know, here's a picture of the team, you know, having a nice, you know, evening out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, won't take long. <laughs> well, you know, right. I always think, you know, those type of things that the practice engage in, isn't it? And also, yeah. you know, in, my, in our newsletters, I always used to thank patients for all of their gifts because, yeah. you know, this time of year where patients come in and bring you stolen you know we used to have patients that brought us in stolen and mince pies and you know chocolates and cards and you know you've just got to make sure again that you are responding to all of these you know gifts as well because actually the desks do receive quite a lot don't they yeah exactly so yeah. if you mention around chocolate you need to say thank you as well <laughs> absolutely 
Right, so let's, we've got a couple of minutes to answer a couple more questions. Christmas bonuses. Now, I'm sure we spoke about this in our podcast this time last year. I know I've definitely um, have a blog on the website, which might even be a couple of years old, two or three years old about Christmas bonuses. Um, they cause stress. This is, again, probably something else that's causing stress. Um, to practices now whether it's historical whether it's new whether it's the staff are just thinking am I getting one or not you've got to communicate quite clearly this week whether you are giving a bonus or not because what we don't want is the team talking about this constantly are we getting one are we not are we getting one are we not so if you're not given a Christmas bonus just tell the team this week there will not be a bonus this year make it quite simple if you are giving a bonus just as we've said about holiday and things, just make sure it's really fair that, you know, I would be looking at it being a pro rata bonus, you know, based on hours uh, and contribution to the practice and the business or make some really good reasons about why you're giving a bonus. You know, I think it's got to be really clear, really transparent. And if you do not have the money in your business's bank account, do not give a bonus. Yeah, if you're going to be using your overdraft, if you cannot afford it, if you haven't been putting money aside for this, don't give it. And I really want you to feel OK about that, because this is a pressure area. People are under pressure to give bonuses when financially they haven't got the money to do it. So if you haven't got the money to do it and you're already providing a party and whatnot, then don't do it. You know, but just be really, really clear in your communication so that everyone knows what to expect. You know, I think that's really important. So have you got anything else to add there, Michael? No, I think you've been you've been clear on that. And again, I know that we've covered it in previous podcasts about, you know, yeah. making sure that you give the right bonuses. And we've talked about, you know, making sure that you've got a fund for, you know, days out with the team so that actually you only spend the right amount of money on, on the team. And, you know, again, it's fair and consistent. We could go again. I think it's worth uh, listening back to a previous podcast. on. Yeah, on we definitely in our October podcast discuss parties and all that kind of stuff. So definitely just go back and have a look through. And then as so, Michael said, about yeah, about about uh, Brexit and our thoughts on Brexit, and I think you know we we all don't know what's going to happen at this moment in time until you know obviously the the vote's being had um you know next week we're not going to know and if you're listening to this podcast next year then that vote will have been taken <laughs> for the moment we've just got to carry on until we understand you know what what's happening and you know you just need to make sure that you're you know you're not overdoing things you know that your budgets are really clear that you're maintaining things and you've got a clear vision for where you're going you know and and you stick to that vision we all don't know that the impact on what what is going to happen you know to dentistry but we do know that people all do want dentistry, though, you know, I mean, I went through a major recession in our practice. I'm sure you did, Laura, as well. It wasn't that many years ago. Um, and this is where where the practices have got membership, um, then you're in a much stronger position than those practices that aren't doing membership um, because, you know, people are more likely to continue monthly as a membership aren't they if they're having you know if yeah. they can see the value um then they are if they suddenly got to reach in their pocket for you know a payment every six months or three months or whatever it may be and if those funds aren't available because 
you know, uh, income has been changed, then, you know, that is going to that is going to change things. But I would my main thing is I'm trying to say to people, don't panic yet. Nothing's happened yet. And although we we know that something is going to happen, you know, try not to panic until we understand the, the, the consequences of of what's happening. I don't know what yeah. you think. Yeah, I just think if you're financially, if your house is not in order, then you need to get it in order because one thing that most likely is going to happen is that costs are going to increase. That's more than likely going to happen. You know, it might be by a very, very small percentage. However, what you don't want is any price increases to be affecting your business. So if you are in a, you know, financial situation that is not ideal that you don't have budgets as Michael said if your spending's all haphazard all over the place then just have a look just review well what what do we need to streamline what do we need to focus on could it be your stock could it be you know getting a system for that and getting that in order then do that because you're just putting yourself in a good place moving forward and I'd also think about what investments you want to make next year as well um, and just have a look and think well is next year right for those investments or should we look at 20 2020 for those because of a little period of uncertainty that is a really good thing that you're saying because one of the things that did come up in a chat that just reminded me of you of you saying that actually is you know actually do I start bulk buying there's a lot of pressure now of like you know almost like pre-Brexit prices yeah. Um, and I'm sure in the early new year, and maybe we'll do more of it in a podcast when we see what's coming out, that certain com- companies, um, and I don't want these to come a- across the wrong way, might use this as an opportunity to sell yeah. more profit, you know, yeah. especially January, February and March. And I'm going to give you a little stop phrase that my nana said to me. <laughs> and that is, if you can't afford something, you don't need it. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Not the right time to have it. So it might look a good price, but if you can't afford it, there's no such thing as I need it. So, yeah. and that comes with all of your stock and things like that. If you're not going to physically use that stock on a patient, you don't need to have 30 stacks of it in a back cupboard just because somebody's saying it's going to be a different price. It may be a different price. Yeah. But actually, that's about reviewing prices. And if it comes to it that prices do go up for materials three percent, then you are going to have to reflect that in your prices. That's just the situation. Every business does it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not on your own. You know, it's not like we're all going to hold on um, and not, you know, um, increase prices to patients because of that situation. And there'll always be deals to be done. Always. always always because every company is wanting you know the best scenario for their business as well so Absolutely. please don't react remember what my nan used to say to me if you don't if you can't afford it you don't need it and yeah. you can buy something and you know if you have that regret like oh god I really can't afford that you know we're back to your bonus situation here aren't we Laura yeah. you're giving something that you can't afford and yeah. that is really but and, and that actually is a good defining moment for Christmas as well isn't it if you can't afford to buy something and you're buying it and then you're giving it and then you and we're going to spend all of you know the first three months of next year going oh, oh god what have I done you know, I can't afford the credit card bills, whatever it may be, then that's not a good thing, is it? You no. know, and, and and that's going to create a lot of stress 
So don't buckle. Don't be buying things on, you know, pre-Brexit price or, you know, you know, the price is going to skyrocket like 30 percent. You know, you might as well buy, you know, three years of composite now. <laughs> I would say don't do that because, yeah. you know, things change and you, you probably won't want to use that composite in three years time because you want to use something else. So just remember, you know, don't just do things for the sake of it, you know, and that's a good tip for the practice managers, isn't it? Don't knee jerk into things, you know, because exactly. I think some people are going to be using that as a an early marketing strategy. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, won't we? We will be using anyway, my darling. <laughs> Well, I would just like to uh, wrap up the podcast now and the 2018 uh, podcast and just say thank you ever so much to all of you who have been listening, who have been sending in questions and to those of you that have been giving us really lovely comments back as well about, oh, this really helped me. It was fantastic. So we love doing this podcast. Thank you so much to everybody. We've had nearly 4,000 downloads of our podcast now and I think absolutely flabbergasted thank you very much (laughs) yeah so thank you ever so much for listening we hope you all end the year on a real high with minimal stress just enjoy Christmas and start the next year with a big bang so thank you once again to everybody who listens contributes and gives feedback we really appreciate it We do. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe so you can be notified of our next episode.